0: Please, can you remind me If you'll, if you'll be so kind Staring out into space Asking God to hear my case Trying to think of all
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. We're out at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm your host and founder, Lori LeBay. It's just a, a wonderful place to be. We're at the Health Star Home Health booth in the CARE 11 Health Building. And if you are looking at all to get a memory screening or information or resources, it would be a great place to start out. We're going to just be talking with people that are uh, kind of going through the booth and uh, wandering around out here. And uh, it'll be an interesting conversation. But before we get started with that, I'm just going to introduce uh, Alzheimer's Speaks to you. A lot of you don't know about our show. We've actually been around for four years, and Alzheimer Speaks is uh, based here in the Twin Cities, and we're an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. We truly believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations about life with dementia that we can remove the stigmas attached to memory loss and help those live with the disease, um, continue on to live purpose-filled lives, you know, full lives. And together we're going to be able to help people understand this disease and remove a lot of the isolation and the fear that, that grips so many people. At our core, we believe collaboration is really the only way we're going to win this battle, and we know it's working because of all your clicks, your likes, your shares, of all of our resources. Each of you has had a huge impact on raising Alzheimer's Speaks profile by sharing our information, and so for that, I really want to thank you. We were named the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's according to ShareCare and Dr. Oz, and we would not have done that alone Um, It's because you shared uh, with your Facebook friends, your Twitter tribes, your your LinkedIn colleagues, um, and all the other social media out there. You see, each of us in our circles have so many people that are dealing with this disease, but we don't talk about it. And the only way we're going to get people to talk about it is to get them to feel that it's okay, that this is the new normal for the world, and this is a conversation that has to be had. So um, please, you know, continue with your social media likes and tweets. Um, We also uh, here on the radio program love to raise awareness by giving voice to all. So we're always looking for new guests. So maybe you're somebody diagnosed with dementia. Maybe you're a loved one or a friend caring for someone that's been diagnosed. Uh, Maybe you're an advocate or you've written a book or um, written a screenplay, um, music, we have had it all on there. Even Harvard Research has been on our show. So um, come and join us. Just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, click on the contact button, and... Tell me your story, and let's have a conversation about having you join us today. So let's, uh, let's get, uh, get out and see what's going on here at the State Fair. Keep in mind that we did have a little bit of technical difficulty, and so we're just going to jump in um, in a conversation that we were talking about dementia-friendly communities and what that's all about different um i work in roseville um i've been involved with act i've been involved with a grassroots community there too and we actually got the city of st paul or not the city of st paul the city of roseville and i have to give credit to sarah barcel on this um she got them to actually dedicate a page on their their city website for alzheimer's and dementia Oh, wow. And so there's, there's tools and resources and events that are updated on a monthly basis that people can tap into. So there's a lot of really neat stuff. You know, we've got the memory cafes out there where people with early memory loss and their care partners can get together with peers who have, um, you know, similar situations. But then once they walk in the door, that, the disease kind of takes a back seat. And it's really it's like a card club with no with no cards, you know. It's, oh wow! And so it's it's all about getting socially connected because you know the top three things they say you can do um, to prevent it. And again, there's there really isn't a whole lot of science behind all of this. Um, but you know, to eat healthy, um, to exercise. Um, they, they also talk about, you know, meditation and stuff is good. But the number one, the really the number one thing that's getting a lot of attention is staying connected socially. And um, so many times, I don't know if you ran into this with your own family, but when someone gets diagnosed with dementia, people pull back. And family kind of, pull you know, family and friends pull away. And the, their world gets really small.
2: Yeah. Yeah, actually... That, that sounds familiar. I mean, there were um, friends of my birth dad who um, would still come around, but because of his condition worsening, they didn't do the types of things that they did before. And, um, yeah, I, I can see that that did definitely happen. Yeah. Um, when you first called it the, uh, what, what, cafe?
1: Uh, memory Cafe.
2: Memory Cafe. I was thinking that people got together to do crossword puzzles and Sudoku. And...
1: It's not that at all. You know, we... We actually, in Roseville, we have three groups that meets at J. Arthur's uh, Coffee Shop on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month, and it's free. Anybody can attend. And people with early memory loss, uh, you know, we don't test people. Um, I don't believe in that. This is a concept that came from Europe um, that I brought over about four, I think it's about four years ago this fall. And um, it, it really is about just having conversation and friendship, being able to laugh again. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we forget to laugh when we have disease. Um, and I don't care if it's, if it's dementia if it's cancer or whatever it is, but we, we get way too serious and we forget to live life.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, you know, each time we get together, um, we sit in a square so, and we have one person talk at a time. Because a lot, of, a lot of problems that people have with dementia is the background noise. So, for example, the state fair might be really, really frustrating for somebody with dementia. Um, or even sitting in a restaurant or the holidays when you have big gatherings. You know, it's better to have smaller groups and then talk um, one at a time instead of talking over one another. Because um, they call it um, kind of a salad mix where they can't differentiate who's saying what. So if, you, if you're sitting in a restaurant and there's various tables around you, they're hearing all the words, um, and they don't know if it's coming from you across the table or sitting next to them or two tables over. They just hear it all. Oh, wow. And so it gets, it gets really, really frustrating. And I know for myself, as I get older, the background noise is becoming more of an issue for me. And I never understood that until it's like, you know, turn that TV down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And you really do have it here at the fair. It's yeah. quite loud. <laughs> yeah. So it is
1: It is kind of funny. But there's there's lots of things we can do. And then every time at the Memory Cafe, we always introduce ourselves. So there's no embarrassment, you know. And a lot of times we're a, we're a pretty steady group, but we always, caregiver and care partner um, and the person with dementia always introduce themselves and because in case someone forgot it's just not a big not a big deal and it's just a courtesy thing and then we do what we call bummers and blessings and mm. so we meet every two weeks so what hasn't gone so right in your life in the last two weeks you know and maybe maybe it's like me had massive car problems that just cost you a grand that you're not really thrilled about or you know, maybe your dog or cat got sick or you know it could be it could be anything um, so we share all of life, and then we wrap up with blessings. What are you grateful for? Because so often when illness hits, we forget what we're grateful for. Right. And, and then, there's... and then in between that, if maybe they have learned something or they're questioning something, they will um, they'll they'll share that with the group. You know. So one time somebody said um, they shared a story, and, and I'm okay to share these stories. They're all such advocates. Um, But they said to the group, you know, we had this situation last night when we went to bed and my husband gave me this big hug and he says, you know, I really like you, but I'm married. And she she was just like, now what do I do? And so she slept in another bedroom and, you know, the group asked her, well, how did you deal with it? And she said, I prayed all night in the morning. He knew who I was. And she said, and he did and everything was fine. But the amazing piece was when she shared that, just about every couple had gone through that. But it's one of those embarrassing things, kind of, that you, you just... And it's and it's hard to say out loud that that even happened and how do you deal with it. And they had this amazing conversation sharing stories. And, you know, it's just it's so heartfelt. And, and they are just there to support one another. We've had some people who... Um, have had to place their loved one because the disease had progressed and they can't care for them at home. Um, we've had some who have passed. And, you know, they're still a community. They're still invited to the group. They're not kicked out. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's really wonderful to see um, how people get uplifted when they're comfortable and they can be their authentic selves. And there's no shame or embarrassment and just just a support and Uh, they're just, they're marvelous. I would love to see them all over. I mean, there's probably, we're not sure how many there are in the country now. There's probably 125 to 150. But because most of them are volunteer-based, we don't know where they all are because this is just kind of that word-of-mouth thing. But on alzheimerspeaks.com, we do have a resource directory that we encourage people to input that information in um, so that people can find it and share it. Same like if you have a... um, A book or a video that you might have, you can actually become a a member of Alzheimer Speaks, and then go ahead and share that um, with the world at large. You know, you don't have to own the book. Maybe it's you know you know um, I'm still Alice or the movie. You can input it and just say, hey, this was really great. I I want you to be able to find this a little easier. Here's the link. You know, and so it's it's kind of fun to. I I love my job. It's you know I get to be creative and and um, connect with people all over the world and, and hear stories like yours and, and what's going on. It's it's really, really fun. Um, have you had have you experienced friends
2: who are dealing with this in, in their families at all? Um uh not not that I know of too much. Um my husband dealt with it with his grandmother who he was very, very close to. Um and then some of my other friends, unfortunately, their parents died younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, but no, I mean, um, what I love about what you're talking about the Memory Cafe is that you don't feel like you're alone. Yep. And um, and and I am from a very very large family, uh, but I guess we've just been blessed that it hasn't happened all that much. But uh, it does affect the entire it affects the entire family dynamic when it does.
1: It really does, and, and bringing that up, you know this this new movie, his his neighbor Phil, uh, which we're going to be doing a red carpet event, and we're going to have uh, Rusty from the Twin Cities Hit Show um, interviewing some of the actors that come in town on, on uh, Saturday night, and it's a it's a private uh, red carpet premiere. So sorry, their audience, um, we were booked out, um, but you will be able to see it later on. The sponsors will be bringing that out into the community. But that film just shows so just shows so much of the, the realistic situations um, that occur. Well, I see that Holly Holly Eide is available to talk to us with HealthStar Home Health. So thank you so much for um, sharing your story with us, Jackie. Thank you, Lori. Hey Holly, how you doing? Good. How are you? You're just a busy little beaver over there in your booth, man. You girls are working hard over there.
0: We are. We've gone through several memory screenings already today. We're, I know. We're only at noon, I think.
1: <laughs> I know. It's so nice to see the. Well, what what would you say the differences you're seeing in people this year versus last year? Because you were out here last year for the first year, right? And, and I believe you guys are the first ones who have ever done memory screenings at the State Fair.
0: We are. You know, this year it is different. We're seeing some of the same faces that have come out from before. Some people are taking the test again just to mm-hmm. use their baseline from last year. We're also seeing people who um, had said, you know what, I tried this last year. It was great. I really appreciate you guys being out here. And then we're seeing new faces. So we're getting a lot of traffic, but a lot of people now that we were here last year, know what's going on, and know what to expect.
1: Yep. I I know I saw uh, when I was in the booth a few um, adult children who knew you were here last year that were bringing out parents, and and they were both doing it, the, the adult children and the parents were taking the tests. And so that was kind of interesting as well. And I I saw a couple of uh, spouses kind of tag teaming it to see who who was going to rate
0: how. Yeah. (laughs) We get a lot of that. We get a lot of uh, spouses trying to egg on another one and suggest they be the one to take the test. But what I always tell them is, you know what, if you're going to be the one to make the suggestion, I'm going to test you first. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one.
1: That reduces the fear on the spouse. There, (laughs) I know. I kept. I kept going. Now you'll go behind the black curtain here. (laughs) Afterwards, you'll disappear. And they're like, "Is he coming out? Is she coming out?" And it was like, "Well, yeah." You know, they have great conversations, and and people are, are just really so appreciative of you guys being out here and taking this time. Yeah. Um, and I know that you work uh, cooperatively with the uh, Alzheimer's Foundation of America in terms of doing the, the memory screening, so we can give a shout-out to them. And, yes. And stuff. They've been wonderful in terms of helping, helping sponsor that. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about HealthStar Home Health and you know, what you're all about, your whisper program. and uh, You
0: guys do, do so much. Sure. Well, our Alzheimer's Whisperer program, we've been running that now for almost three years. Um, It's a program that's based on helping people who are still wanting to live in their home or live in an assisted living facility. We provide um, in-home care for someone who's suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia. We go in and we teach and train the primary caregiver and offer them strategies to be able to deal with the challenging behaviors that often we see in someone that has Alzheimer's and dementia. We also offer skilled nursing services, IV infusion services, home health aides, private duty nursing. We also have on our behavioral side, we have behavioral nursing, and we also offer mental health services. So we have a a large uh, pool of services to pull from, not mentioning our therapies, which we can also use for someone who has Alzheimer's and dementia. You know, it's often that we have individuals that don't realize that PT, OT, and speech therapy are very, very important pieces to managing someone who has Alzheimer's and dementia, especially with the speech in later Phases we see that oftentimes people with dementia have swallowing difficulties, and that's when we would bring in a speech therapist. Very, uh, very helpful. My aunt right now is suffering from dementia, and she's gone through the phase of having the difficulty of not being able to swallow. And so I know for us trying to get medications, for her to be able to take those has been a very difficult task for us. And so we've brought in a speech therapist and have noticed a difference in her abilities. And she's been able to go back to eating uh, on her own, and we don't have to work with just some of the pureed food. So it is very helpful.
1: Oh, that's great. Do you do do much in terms of types of medications? Because I know, like with my mom and her dementia towards the end, you well, the pills got a little harder, and
0: I was shocked at how many pills could come in a liquid form, but you just got to ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's something that our nursing team can definitely help with and help uh, direct people in the right way, get them to either the pharmacist or talk to their doctor about making a change. A lot of times people aren't aware that when a nurse comes into the home that they can make recommendations to the, t- the to their doctor. And our nurses, when they go in, they do talk to the primary doctor. Unbeknownst sometimes to our clients, they're able to get changes in their medication, they're able to get additional services that the person wasn't aware of. And so that way the person that's staying home doesn't always have to make an extra trip back out to the doctor. It's a one-on-one communication that we're able to take care of for them. Okay. Can you tell us, you know,
1: because that's a really common question when I was at the booth is, like, how is this paid for?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, there are different insurance programs that can help pay for um, some of the different programs. Medicare is a 100% coverage for us to be able to go in and help someone who might be newly diagnosed or for someone who has dementia and has a significant change either in their health or has a significant change in their challenges. So if they start to notice new behaviors, something that's different, we can go back in under what we call a Medicare episode. It's completely 100% covered. But there are other insurance programs that do cover uh, some of the same services that we offer. Okay, well one of the things that I
1: really liked about the Alzheimer's Whisper program was you just don't go in there and just work with the person with dementia, but you share the tips with the family, right, so that they can interact. So when you're not there, right, um, life can be better. And and to me, that's such a huge and, and just a significant difference between you and and a lot of other companies out there. I, I just think that's such a critical critical piece and brings so much added value um, to life with dementia.
0: Sure. So yeah. is there is there a favorite part of the fair that you like? You know. You know, I think it's just fun seeing so many different faces and so many different people. Um, We get a lot of people that come up and, you know, want to share stories about a family member that is either currently suffering with memory loss. We have a lot of people that come up and talk to us just to say, you know what, I understand this struggle. It's something that I dealt with. My parent now has passed away. But they like to share stories in exchange, you know, that that camaraderie about what the challenges that they faced. And a lot of times we can engage people in volunteering because now that they've been a part of that, they can give back to others who are now going through this challenge.
1: Yeah. Now, I know that you guys have really gotten involved in the Memory Cafes and stuff. You want to talk a little bit about those and and where you have those established? Sure. Um,
0: Carondelet Village, which is over in the St. Paul area, it's part of um, the St. Kate's College. That is a uh, program that we've been working with for, well, it's been a good six to eight months now. They've got a great memory cafe going over there. Um, We've actually gotten to the size where they need to separate it into two groups. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and then there's a new one that started with the Northeast Block Program, and that is also in North St. Paul area, and that one is being held out of the Epworth Church. So that is a new one that has just recently started. Okay. I had a girlfriend who told me about that. that. Is it
1: Margaret Wallace? Is, is she one of the people? Rosemary Wallace. Yes. Rosemary yes. Wallace. Okay. She, okay. she
0: runs the, the Northeast Block program over there. And so we've gotten to know her and her team, and they've been doing a great job. They've got a series of Alzheimer's uh, series speaking series that are coming up. So if people want to go out and find out more information... Lots of different resources there. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll have
1: to tell my friend Anita because she knows, she knows Rosemary, and she's like, "You gotta get over there." And I'm like, "I just haven't had time. I haven't <laughs> had time to do that." So, well, it's exciting. Now, you guys are um, you work a lot in Minnesota, but do you work outside of
0: Minnesota as well? We do. We have a branch that's in Wisconsin, and then we also have another branch that's in New Mexico. Okay. That's yeah. Nice. And is it, are you
1: just in the metropolitan area of the Twin Cities here? No, we actually have 10 different
0: locations. We have a northern suburb area. We're all the way up almost to um, Canada in some of our areas. We're up in Cass Lake, we're in Bemidji, we're in Duluth. We go um, as far south as Fairmont. Okay. is our other location that's down near the Rochester area. Okay. So we have several locations here in the Twin Cities as well. Okay. Are the other locations doing memory cafes, or are you starting them here? Yep. We're going to be looking into additional locations. At this time, we just have the two. Okay. Great. Because I, I know just from
1: conversations, you know, here at the fair, people are all over the place, and they're like, oh, we would love that to be in
0: our area and stuff. and. You know, yeah, if others are interested in hosting a site, we'd definitely be you know happy to come out and talk with them about how a memory cafe is started, um, what is involved with it, and be able to help them launch something and get it off the ground. Wonderful. Now, you you've also been involved with the in
1: Roseville and the you know all of the the dementia friendly things that are going on there do you want to talk a little bit about that and your experience with that sure um
0: that's part of the roseville ad uh, community action team and then there's also the uh, roseville act you know group that has been putting together a lot of different resources we just finished our speaking series there that took place in the spring There were several uh, presenters that came out and talked about struggles, that talked about the challenges, that talked about um, what memory loss looks like. And those took place at City Hall. And then we also had um, some of our other... Uh, speaking series that took place at the I'm forgetting the name of the district school district oh that's terrible it's Rose—it's um, Ro- like at the Roseville senior center and yes, community yeah, center right or it's not correct. community
1: center but um, Fairview community center I think is what they call it
0: yeah so we had several different uh, speaking series that took place over um, about 8 weeks. And then we took the summer off and we're getting ready to start up another speaker series. We've got a lot of doctors that are coming in that are going to be talking about Alzheimer's and dementia. Those will be taking place again at the Roseville City Hall. And there's a movie that we're going to be presenting in the fall as well. We have a couple of different days and times and you can go to the Roseville City of Roseville website. They have a dedicated page to Dementia and Alzheimer's, they give a lot of different information about activities and events that are taking place around the Twin Cities. And on that website, they'll have the dates and times of the speaker series as well as the movie that is getting ready to come out. And it's an opportunity for us to share with the community what Alzheimer's and dementia looks like, and then there will be a speaker series after that so that we can engage our community and let them know more about Alzheimer's and Dementia. If they have questions, there's a Q&A session as well.
1: What have you found different in terms of working in Roseville? Um, have you seen a difference compared to other communities in terms of involvement
0: and connecting? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that have been reaching out to us. We see a lot of repeat people that come to the presentations because they not only find more information out, we find that The community at large in Roseville, um, it is the largest population of senior citizens in the Twin Cities area. And so we know that they really have our demand over in that city that we need to address. And so we're finding that we're getting volunteers that are stepping up. We're finding people who are asking more questions and we're able to reach back out to the businesses as well to be able to um, not only having the uh, fire and police involved you know we're really reaching that we're all starting to be involved with with dementia yeah it's really kind
1: of this way and you know and, and what works for you and and not just uh, kind of a better and tapping into um skill sets of those people that want to volunteer it's very fun and they just rave about it in fact, they wanted, they wanted all of uh, the, the people they wanted to bring it to. And I told them we had to tone it down a bit because we were, we were all in a little, you know, it's <laughs> over so a sanity point. We had to kind of step back and regroup so that we didn't for sustainable. you know as as a group and uh so that's been really kind of a fun fun bunch of others in terms of this new film being launched and has just been so incredible there we couldn't have done what his team has gotten behind this their owner tim lively um, has been so supportive and dedicated staff and time and money and energy and, um, you know, from the very first get-go of, of me approaching you guys, you guys were on board instantly and just such true partners and so much fun to work with. And I, I'm still kind of in a whirlwind, as I'm sure you are, that, you know, we started kind of marketing and pulling, you know, this plan together just in March. Right. And yeah. and now this yeah. week, um, you know, this film is really going to be launched, and it's getting you know a national attention and uh, people are grappling at work and they see it why don't you tell people a little bit about why you got involved
0: with uh, his neighbor phil which is the name of the name of the movie you know for us um, i think the biggest piece to this movie is we see daily what the families go through and the struggles and challenges that surround alzheimer's and dementia and i think this movie is a really good depiction of what that really looks like on a daily basis. A lot of people um, have misconceptions about what it looks like. Some people have misconceptions about what the primary caregivers go through. Mm -hmm. And I think this film does an excellent job of not only showcasing the dynamics from several different viewpoints, not only from the spouse, but from the children, from the siblings, from the mother. There's just so many different dynamics of this film that we see... That I think it's an eye-opener for others, and it can also be a segue in for those in the industry that are trying to reach out to those who are suffering from this and offer assistance. I think you'll see from the film what I'm talking about. I don't want to give too much away, but it, it really is a tremendous film. Once we saw it, we knew we wanted to be involved, knew we could use this as an opportunity to engage our communities at a larger level and be able to bring more awareness to Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, it's been
1: uh, it's been a fun project. I know as we, we did the talk back for it. I mean I was just shocked, literally shocked at all the touch points. Right. You know, all the different situations, all the different personality styles and twists and turns that and it really shows that ripple effect of, you know, when one person is in need, how how things change. Right. And um, Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about the events that are happening with uh, His Neighbor film? Okay,
0: well, we're actually going to be having the premiere this Saturday, and that's going to take place at the Music Box Theater here in Minneapolis. We're going to be launching the film in Minneapolis, and that'll take place again this Saturday. We're bringing in the sponsors. The actors and actresses that were in the film will be part of the premiere uh, Scott, the director from My Town Pictures, he will be present. So we're going to have a great time. We're going to uh, have an opportunity to show this film to several people in the industry. And then we're also going to have time for a Q&A after that with the actors and with the director. And then on Sunday, August 30th, we're going to be back here at the fair. And we're going to have Daniel Roebuck, Ellen Dolan, Bob Bird. And Tim Balderamas, and those are all actors from the film that will be here providing uh, autograph signings at our booth. Oh, very fun! Yeah, that'll be that'll
1: be an exciting time, yep. and uh, yeah, and and Daniel, everyone's going to recognize him, and Alan as right. well. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they've just really kind of been little legends in the in the film industry, been around a, a long time, and just very credible character, you know, actors and stuff. It was too bad that we couldn't get Stephanie Zimblis in, who's, right. uh, who's the, the main lead, um, yes. who plays Mary, because she just did such a powerful, powerful job, yep. um, you know, playing a, a woman with dementia. In fact, when we, we previewed this film with our Memory Cafe people, um, there were four of us facilitators sitting in the back, and it was incredible, because every time... Mary reacted to something in the film. The mm-hmm. people in our audience with dementia reacted as well, uh-huh. and so if, if they were startled or if it was reaction to music or whatever it was, it was was fascinating. She just did she just did a wonderful, wonderful job in that role, as as I think all the actors did. They and did. Um, You know, and don't we have one of the daughters, isn't she, back in in the country? Is it Christy? Yeah,
0: Christy Knutson, yep. She's a local actor from Zambroda, Minnesota. This is the first time she's ever acted, and so she um, decided to be a part of the film, and she's the daughter in the film. So she gets a very strong um, role in this film, and so I was really impressed and excited to see her on Saturday as well at the premiere.
1: I'm surprised this is kind of a first time acting for her because she really... She really played that character so well. And yeah. I know for some people it was upsetting because, you know, she, she got mad, right? You know, <laughs> and, and she got frustrated because everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And, you know, she saw a different path. And, and my gosh, that happens in just about every family, you know. It does. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and that's what this film shows in a very realistic, um, you know, I tell people bring your Kleenex, Yep. Um, but you'll feel empowered when you leave. I think by watching everybody connect that was so disconnected, and that was kind of the the gift of the disease, right? You know. So, well, Holly, thank you so much for spending so much time with us. I know that they're probably dying over at the booth. You know, <laughs> going where is she? <laughs> We've got memory screenings to do. So if you're out at the State Fair, or even if you're not, get your butt down to the State Fair and come down to Dan Patch and Cooper to the Health Fair 11 building and check out HealthStar Home Health. There's a big sign that says memory screening. You'll get great information. You'll have a lot of fun. You'll get to meet some of their staff and get some resources. Uh, share your stories. You know, get talking about this. Join, join the new wave that's out there in becoming dementia friendly. So, again, thank you all for all, all you guys do at HealthStar Home Health. Thank you. Yep. Well, we've been having a a great conversation out here and uh, been trying to pull some people in, but it's been really... Yeah, a little difficult. It's awful busy out here right now. So
3: yeah, there's a lot of people running around. But I have a quick story for you, Lori. You do. I do. Oh. I'm I'm Patrick here. But uh, I have a little story about my uh, my step grandma who had Alzheimer's uh-huh. and uh, she had dementia. And I was th- I was listening to your story, and she actually thought that my stepdad was her husband. Oh. So she was always hitting on him and uh-huh. flirting with him and you know trying to do inappropriate things with them and it was it was super awkward for for everybody but everyone kind of understood and uh it was a funny funny kind of sad thing but I I just thought that was a kind of a funny story I wanted to share with you
1: well you know that's really very common you Mm -hmm. know and uh my brothers for example they used to get really mad or I shouldn't say my brothers it was I have two brothers and it was my older brother would get so mad because my mom would always call him her brother Chuck, mm-hmm. and he would just get livid, just livid. And and one day we were at the nursing home because at the end of my mom's um, journey with this, when I mean, she lived thirty years with it, uh-huh. she was in the nursing home, and he heard my mom introduce me as her mother.
3: Oh! And he
1: said, uh, "What is wrong with her? How can she not remember her kids?" I mean, he just got really mad. Yeah. And he's like, "Does that just upset you?" And I said, "Mark, I, I think." I'm not upset at all. I said, you know, mom and grandma didn't have that great a relationship. Right. And somehow that has healed through this journey. Because my mom would always introduce me as, and that's my mother, and she takes such good care of me. Aww. And it just melted my heart that she somehow healed, you know, her, her issue with her mom, you know. Yeah. And then, and then I, he'd say, well, she always calls me Chuck. And I said, well, Mark, first of all, you got to realize with the disease, sometimes people progress back in time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's at a stage right now where she wasn't married, so she doesn't have kids. And so um, she's calling you Chuck. And I said, that's a pretty big honor because she loved her brother. Yeah. And, um, and she still does. And I said, you know, and if you look at the mirror you look like uncle chuck did when he was younger so it really makes perfect sense mm-hmm. with all of that but it really is trying to depersonalize that whole that whole piece and and that can get that can get really difficult for families especially if it's if it turns into some, you know, sexual advances and stuff in yeah. terms of how to handle that, it's very. It can be very, very common though.
3: Yeah, For Our, we went to a, like a group session as a family, and some doctors mm-hmm. gave us some really good advice, you know, on how to deal with with everything. And one of the tricks I'll always remember was. Um, that uh, he explained how like people with the disease just like can't make new memories but their old memories are you know usually very vivid so Mm -hmm. I I would always just ask her about things that happened in the past JFK you know all this old stuff and you know she really lit up and would tell these great stories about all these things that happened in the past the moon landing was my favorite Uh so it it was fun and fun to kind of get those old stories a little perspective that you wouldn't normally ask somebody
1: well, it, it is. It's really capturing that history, and now you know you've got those special, special moments. One of the um, one of the big advocates in the dementia world is uh, Bob DeMarco with Alzheimer's Reading Room, and he always talks about you have to go into their world, you know. And his mom had it, and he ended up with a. it was so funny, um, and he has video of it. Um, but this pet parrot, and it was a mechanical parrot, but it was like, you know. Polly's got a cracker, you know, or it would say, it would talk to his mom and she would engage in conversation every morning and that parent just made his mom's day. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I could have gotten really mad about it but it brought her joy. And so if it brought her joy, it brought him joy. And sometimes we got to get out of our own way, you know, to find the joy and, and um, just let go of the sadness and the grief because we really can't control it. And um, get back, get back to the present there. Mm-hmm. So, did you did you find with your situation, family or, or uh, I shouldn't say family, but more friends, would they ask you about the situation? Did you share it with them at all, or
3: uh, kind of? It was a it was an interesting dynamic because it was my I have my parents were divorced when I was young, mm-hmm. and it was my parent my current mo- mother and stepdad married when I was like in third grade so uh-huh. it was kind of like a family but not uh, she wasn't like my grandma like yep. I had grandparents yeah she was you know just kind of like a, a friend uh-huh. to me yep. and but my mom my mom really t- took care of her like all the way up until the end and uh and so yeah we would talk about it with friends and stuff but it wasn't it wasn't very I mean it was difficult to see for my mother just because she was the primary caregiver yeah but it wasn't you know like super difficult for me it was a weird mm-hmm. dynamic from the you know kind of the separated family type perspective
1: well in a lot of times too when there's kids even it, it really just make any difference what age sometimes parents don't share mm-hmm. what they're really going with but you can see the personality changes you can see the stress you can see their life adjust to these new needs but, but it's not talked about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll go into um, high schools and junior highs and, and talk, and it's amazing how many kids are affected by this. Yeah. And families aren't talking, and they're like, we want to help, but they won't let us. You know, they're, they, they try to pretend it's not happening, and we, we see it. You know, and and their priorities within the family have changed, but no one's talked about the priorities have changed. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to have these more open conversations and things, you know, about dementia. And that's why it's so exciting to see companies like Health Star Home Health mm-hmm. and, and, you know, what they're doing in terms of getting, getting behind things and um, really making a difference. You know, when they came out here last year, um, there were a lot of uh, people in organizations that said, you cannot do memory screenings. You just can't do that at the fair. And they were like, uh, yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they did, and people were shocked. I think last year they had over 2,200 people do memory screenings, a really significant amount. And I know just from the numbers I've seen so far today, they're going to blow that number out of the water. Um, more people are receptive. You're seeing more stuff in the news all the time you know, about dementia. In fact, I was looking at my Google Alerts, and this is over in the U.K., and they're way far advanced um, from us in, uh, in dementia care. But there was a bus company who has changed their flooring on their bus to be more dementia-friendly. Oh, that's So it's that's not all dark, you know, so that they can see the difference from a, from a spatial issue, which, which is kind of incredible on that. So, well, I think what we'll do is probably wrap up here. And um, it's just been a fun day at the State Fair. Again, Hellstar Home Health is going to be out here um, the whole time, and they're here from like 9 to 9. Come out and get your free memory screening. If you come on the half an hour, uh, they're giving away free uh, free bags. And if you get a memory screening also, you'll get a water bottle, um, lots of free resources. And, and um, you know, there's just lots of cool stuff actually out here in the Hellfire 11 uh, building. So, uh, so don't miss it. Come on out. And um, we will talk to you um, with our next show, our regular time on Tuesdays. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.
2: Hey, everybody. Jared Sebasti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements.